0: Welcome to the Collective Voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast. In conjunction with Weedy's telehealth workgroup, the Collective Voice of Health IT podcast is proud to present Telehealth Reflections, a conversation with prominent Weedy members sharing their experiences with telehealth, the benefits, the challenges, and what that modality meant to them then and what it will mean for them in the future. Today, I welcome Nancy Spector, coding and HIT advocacy director with the American Medical Association. Nancy is also co-chair of Weedy's telehealth work group, a Weedy board member, and former Weedy chair. I'm also pleased to welcome Ed Hafner. Ed is the associate vice president, payer strategy, with Change Healthcare. Ed also serves as Weedy's chair and is co-chair of its emerging technology Workgroup. Nancy, Ed, welcome. Hi, Michael.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Uh, We're here talking about telehealth. You know, the ups and downs, the all-arounds. Telehealth has been uh, kind of a fixture in our lives for quite some time now. Uh, Nancy, please, ladies first, share your story regarding telehealth.
1: Sure. I think my story is rather simple, straightforward, and probably typical of a lot of people who have uh, used telehealth. I um, started seeing a neurologist for migraines. Um, in uh, 2020, and I um, went through some initial testing. You know, met with the the neurologist, went through some different testing, and then have had ongoing follow up appointments with her. And um, some of it's medication management, but um, we. Have typically scheduled those um, follow-up visits to be in person, and then for whatever reason, I have um, switched those to telehealth. I well, I think initially my first follow-up was, was scheduled to be health because we were still in the pandemic, and um, it was just easier to be doing some of that follow-up for the healthcare. Provider the facility where I was going, and for myself um, to do that virtually, and then um, we've had other times where I've scheduled to meet with her in the office, and um, the one time we had bad weather, icy roads, and instead of canceling the appointment, it was just easy to switch over to telehealth and and have that touch base. And um, again, there was another time where I had something at work that came up and um, the provider office where I go, it's about a 45 minute drive and I just didn't have the time to get my work meeting and then get to the um, appointment on time. And so they were accommodating and switched over to telehealth. It gives me an opportunity to continue to have those follow up appointments and medication management without having to. Um, you know, go in person every time I, you know, know the neurologist now we had that established relationship. And so it's easy to do those touch base appointments. And what's also uh, nice for me in this situation is um, she's part of a health system where I get all of my other care. And so all of my visits then with her and the telehealth, it all gets entered into my EHR, just like if I'd been there in person and my, primary care physician can see that um, information as well. And uh, can see the medications I'm on, the testing that I had had done. So I found it to be really seamless in terms of um, having that care. And it gives me a convenient option where I can still meet with the um, neurologist, feel like I'm getting that um, personal or up uh, up to, um, you know, continual follow up on my um, migraine treatment without having to always go into the office.
0: I think it's also very important because something like migraines can be somewhat of a, a you know, paralyzing type situation where you can't make, get outside. So I think telehealth was a kind of a godsend for you there. Um, uh, real quick, before I go into Ed, what was your initial thoughts of telehealth? kind of the technology before you know a lot of it was face to face and then suddenly this idea of telehealth was rushed in front of you how what were your initial thoughts of telehealth
1: so, I, I mean, being in healthcare, I had heard about telehealth for quite a number of years now, and I just never had a real reason or you know a motivator to get me to do telehealth. I've had that option at um, my previous healthcare facility uh, prior to my move. Um, but I just, like I said, I didn't have a, a motivator to use it. And this was really a motivation. And now that I've done it and I see the ease and convenience of it, I would definitely do this with um, other of my ongoing care providers. But I think I would also seek um, out telehealth for, you know, an urgent care type situation if it, if, if, if it was necessary.
0: Excellent. Ed, now, not migraines, <laughs> but just as a harrowing experience, please talk about uh, the day you turned into Spider-Man or I guess you uh, failed. You didn't turn into Spider-Man. So, so go into a little bit of details Michael. on
1: that. Or did he? <laughs> or did you? I don't know.
2: That's, that's the most disappointing part, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we were we were at a neighborhood block party. Uh, we're a bunch of old people, so it didn't get too crazy. Uh, and I'm sitting by on a brick wall uh, uh, near the woods. And I felt a little pinch uh, in my shoulder. It was kind of itchy pinch. And you know, I tried to rub it out, and then was okay. I didn't think anything more of it. Uh, the next morning, really early, golly, like about five o'clock in the morning, I had to drive north about three and a half hours uh, to a business meeting that was all day. And as I'm in this uh, business meeting, uh, it was getting really hot and uncomfortable, and uh, you know, I didn't. It didn't feel great. Uh, by the time I got to the hotel room about eight o'clock at nighttime, uh, I looked in the mirror and saw a baseball size, maybe a little bit bigger than a baseball size, about right here between my shoulder and my chest. Uh, I was watching it closely and it got bigger and bigger every hour. And then I started seeing a line going towards my heart, and that's when I got a little freaked out. I had another meeting <laughs> early in the morning, and I didn't want. By the time, by that time, it was about eleven o'clock at night. I didn't want to wait in the emergency room for 4 or 5 6 hours uh, because I had to wake up early and I thought of Nancy and I thought mm-hmm. my gosh Teladoc I have tel- uh, Teladoc is the, the the service that I have and, you know, I, it's uh, was promoted by our uh by our, by our insurance company so I called them up you know went online I got a, got got a registration it did take a little while to fill out the form Uh, And I was doing it through my iPhone and it was, they were calling me back since the wait was about 30 minutes. And, uh, but uh, the calls wouldn't come through. And so, uh, I found out soon enough looking at their website that I needed to change some settings on my phone, but I tried and it still didn't work. So after about two or three attempts, uh, I finally went to my computer and did teledoc from there through a video conference, much like this, Michael. And, um, uh, I got a doctor. Uh, he was awesome. Uh, I-, I knew from before I just needed some antibiotics. Uh, uh, and he gave me a comfort that I could last the evening uh, by taking by going to sleep and waiting till the morning to start the antibiotics. And I was treated. Um, so uh, I was able to go into the meeting the next morning and then drive home still with discomfort, but knowing that I'm on my mend. So uh, that was my experience. And I did not turn
0: into Spider-Man. So you say... <laughs> I'll be looking at the news stories um, around, around your city to make sure there's not any crime fighting going on. Uh, I don't know exactly who it is. Uh, so, so yeah, when the idea of telehealth was approached to you, like, you know, a very, you know, let's say four years ago, five years ago, the idea of telehealth was still science fiction. Uh, so, so what were your thoughts when, you know, thinking of experiencing healthcare from a telehealth perspective?
2: Uh, I had such trust with my primary care physician uh, that typically if, uh, I would just go see him to diagnose a problem, uh, or I, you know, I was I've been with him for golly thirty plus years, and so I typically I can call in if I had to get something emergency, and he would, you know, uh, you know, provide you know the prescription at my local pharmacy. So that was my normal thing. Um, I, I did, you know, I think the costs of clinics, you know, seeing the clinics have uh, gone up and my insurance coverage uh, is, is, does not cover them so well. And so uh, that was also primary, you know, it was $30 to go uh, have a teledoc visit, which I was very happy with. Uh, if I would have gone and seen a clinic, it'd probably be closer to 100. So uh, that was also uh, important factor is the, is the economics.
0: Excellent, now, now at Weedy, we definitely are focusing on the patient experience with a lot of the work that we do. Um, with both of your experiences, how could it have been better? Or how can telehealth from your experience be improved? Right, Nancy, do you wanna go first?
1: Yeah, I I don't know if I have um, anything to offer in terms of improvement. You know, it's, it's the technology works well. I, you know, I, I have that video face-to-face connection then with my provider. I um I feel like I get the care that I'm looking for. My questions get answered, my need, needs are being met. Um, I, I really can't think of anything that could be better about it.
2: yeah I, ha- I have two things, Michael. Um, yeah. make it make it work with my phone right and make <laughs> it easy so that, uh, you know, that my spam filter doesn't uh, you know, determine that that you know that phone number is legitimate. Uh, and you know, yeah, I'm in the technology for quite some time, and I still couldn't get that to work. Uh, the the second piece is I wished I had an acknowledgement that the information was sent to my primary care physician. I just don't know if that happened or not. Interesting, interesting.
0: Now I, I'm I'm guessing wherever possible, you will definitely favor a telehealth visit over an in-person visit. Work schedule. You know the pandemic, etc. It's just uh, you know a more convenient offering. Um, do you is, is there agreement there? I can see your head's shaking.
2: Yeah, I think it depends on the the, the type of problem that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's say, for example, sinus infection or a spider bite or mm-hmm. something like that, I definitely would go the t- uh, the telephone
0: route. Definitely, Nancy.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think um, in my experience, I'm definitely if it was an urgent care in, in an ed situation where you're out of town and so it's uh, you're not uh, you accessing that um, telehealth gets you to care that you're going to want when you're um, you know, in an area where you don't necessarily know where to go to get that, I, I, I like that idea of it. And but I think for me, you know, knowing the provider already and then scheduling the telehealth, but having that relationship is helpful because. Um, uh, and and I think it would depend on the problem too. If I if I felt like I needed more of that hands on you know, physical assessment, then I would want to be in person for that type of visit. So I think it depends on the complaints that I'm having, you know, that established relationship. Um, and then um, the, the aspect of of whether or not it's if I'm traveling on the road uh, and, and feel I need to access that um, urgent care. Yeah.
0: Well, Nancy, as co-chair of Weedy's Telehealth Work Group, are there things on the horizon that the work group is interested in looking into in terms of emerging technology, plugging Ed right there, um, but also from a policy perspective? Is there anything that's on the horizon that's interesting to the work group?
1: Yeah, I think that um, well, right now we uh, put together a fact sheet that I know it's in the approval process. Hopefully we'll get that published soon. That's talking about the end of the public health emergency, where there were a lot of waivers that were put in place by CMS for um, telehealth services during the public health emergency. And with that coming to an end, there's uh, questions about what is still in effect. Uh, There was... um, uh, legislation that had passed that extended uh, some of those waivers beyond just the public health emergency. So um, we, we put together a fact sheet that mimics information that CMS had put out about um, the waivers and the status of them, their, their, um, when they're expected to end. And then we're looking to do similar to what um, Ed, as co-chair of the Emerging Technology Subwork Group, has been doing is have speakers come on and talk about different issues. We think that that's going to be an interesting way to talk about a variety of topics within telehealth. And uh, so we're, we're looking to um, book some speakers to talk about anything that has to do with telehealth, whether it is the technology or the policy side of things, the patient experience. Uh, we really just want to um, look at all the aspects of telehealth
0: Fantastic. And Ed, I know with the Emerging Technologies Group, you guys go a little deeper in the water, but there are some opportunities to talk about telehealth and, and that technology and how it's moving.
2: Yeah, you know, um with my spider bite I had to upload my a picture of my my um my spider bite. And <laughs> uh, you know it, it, you know if you don't have that perception of you know where in the body and and you know how big this is you know a lot of times you put up a quarter next to it to understand how big it is right uh, being able to use uh i would think using natural language processing uh on images would help diagnose the condition or help the prim- you know the the physician to help diagnose the uh the actual um you know problems so that they can uh come up with a more accurate uh, recommendation. So I, I think some technology could really help. Uh, of course, you know, communicating with the primary care physician and having ability to exchange clinical records and, and all of that uh, is technology
0: that's out there. Uh, I'm not necessarily confident that's in place yet. All right, all right, and fantastic conversation. This has been Telehealth Reflections on the collective voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast where the healthcare IT community connects, collaborates, and creates solutions for a better health system. Find all our episodes as well as information on our association, including the telehealth and emerging technology workgroups, on our website, weedy.org. Thank you for joining us and be safe.